0: G'day punters, and welcome to Winning Post's preview podcast for the weekend of Saturday, November 20. I'm John Barker from Winning Post, and joining me as usual, Dynamite Dan Nuttall and Jackpot Joel Marshall. Well, Dan, there's uh, uh, the action, main action is out of town this weekend on the Eastern Seaboard. You've got Ballarat Cup Day, you got the gong at Kembla, and uh, in your home state, We've got uh, the Malola Bar Cup and the Swiss ace plate um, and that Swiss ace plate is shaping as one of the more interesting races uh, on Saturday.
1: yeah certainly is um, sort of the official start this weekend of the Queensland Summer of Racing carnival and um, yeah what a way to kick off the suicide plate are really. Um, ripping contest, some 11 high, high class sprinters, certainly in Queensland anyway, and the seeds of return of Zoo Style, the um, speedy gelding from the Tony Gollan stable. Been out for over a year now, but uh, some, some pretty good form in Sydney and, and Melbourne, um, 1,000 metre sprints. And look, he looks the one to beat, but plenty of challenges around him. And um, yeah, great, great way to sort of kick off the, uh, the summer carnival in Queensland.
0: And Joel, uh, east is east and west is west and never the twain shall meet, said Kipling, if you like your Kipling. Uh, personally, I've never Kippled. Uh, but uh, um, we've got a 1,600-metre race worth a million dollars at, uh, at both Ascot and Kimberley Grange this Saturday. Um, one of them Group 1. One of them has no black-type status whatsoever, which is the better race.
2: Yeah, well, I suppose unless you're a real WA racing aficionado, I think you're, you're going to say the gong is the better race. But I guess if you know the Perth form a bit better, you might think there's a few hidden gems in that race. Obviously, as you said, there's no Eastern uh, state reps um, going to the railway this year or going to Perth or anything. So we've got the Winterbottom next week, obviously, and then uh, the Kingston Town, and it's just going to be all up for grabs for the locals. But I see... Uh, the market certainly thinks Grant and Alana Williams, and uh, of course, owner Bob Peters, are going to clean sweep them. I think Grant and Alana have got the favourite sad day, they've got the favourite next week for the Winter Bottom, and they've got the first three favourites of the Kingston Town. So it could be another fill up for the Cerise and White.
0: Yeah, look, I think uh, although we have a dominant favourite uh, in the railway, I, I think, you know, you technically you'd have to say the railway is a better race, certainly. Looking at the ratings, we'll we'll get to all that very shortly. We'll just uh, uh, go in our normal, uh, the normal way we go around Australia, starting in Victoria. And as I mentioned, the main meeting in Victoria on Saturday is at Sportsbet Ballarat. And it is Ballarat Cup Day. And the cup itself is race it's a big ten, big uh, big acceptances, and uh, I think you'll be uh, quite well rewarded if you happen to be able to land the quaddy because uh, the last four races are big fields and wide open indeed. The main event is race eight, Sportsbet Ballarat Cup, 2,000 metres, listed event worth half a million dollars. Joel, how did you see it? Yeah, well, I have settled on the favourite. I think he's short enough thought of that. But he's
2: just in flying form um ever since the change in ownership he's just gone bang 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 and put three wins together uh, linda meach reunited with the horse of course controversially taken off at the last minute before the victoria derby and she got back on at the valley last start and it looked his race i mean the, the was it was suiting on paces and he was the only leader and he dominated probably a bit more pressure on saturday Um, but I think staying at this 2000, obviously the Ballarat Cup used to be a little bit further, but at the 2000 this year suits and down in the weights, you'll press forward. I think it's just going to be very hard to catch. I thought six, Zaydani was the one to beat. Always liked this mare, kicking myself for not tipping her in the matriarch. She was just ready to peak and got a lovely uh, rails hugging ride by Luke Nolan. I think she can hold that form from an inside draw and be very hard to beat again. And I've gone down towards the bottom uh, 15 Skyman, who chased thought of that home at the valley, then came back to 1800. Looked like he was always going to run past Milton Park there on Cup Day, but just couldn't quite get there. Back out to the 2000 metres, he'll get a soft run again from a good draw. And 17 Flash R, if he gets in, I've put him in for fourth, the Queenslander. I thought he wasn't bad uh, behind Jukon there at Flemington during Cup Week. He was wide on speed with the big weight and well, he battled on quite well to only be beaten two lengths. He's got a bit of upside about him, this bloke. And down on the minimum, if he sneaks in, I'll include him in my exotics. But 11 on top from 6, 15, and 17.
1: Yeah, I've gone the 11 as well. Just thought <clears throat> 54 and a half kilos were a good draw. Um, the form he's in, I thought it was hard to go past. Thought of that. On top in a, in a deep race, a couple I was keen on. Well, prior to the barrier draw, we'll they have drawn wide. Um, I think Andrew Noblet has a good hand in this race. We've got the, the 14 and next Um She's drawn okay here, but she was wide at Flemington last start, but um, was a pretty uh, brave effort there running uh, seventh and a, and a good matriarch. Stable mate Foxy Frieda, she hasn't had much like a barrier draw. She's drawn 20, um, but look, she's a really progressive mare. Untested sort of at this longer trip, but gives the impression that she'll. Uh, She'll handle it. She just needs a little bit of luck. Plenty of luck from that wide draw, but um, certainly a live chance she can get it. And in for fourth, only words. Like the way she won when rising to this trip last start at Mooney Valley. So I have a bit of improvement to come and gets in at 54 kilos nicely as well. My numbers 11, 14, 16, 13. I will make it
0: unanimous for thought of okay. that from only words, Zaydani. And I've chucked in WT, who, don't forget, uh, was just beaten a nose in this race a couple of years ago and um, did appear to be the former Tasmanian, did appear to be coming uh, good again, that uh, fourth up run. Behind thought of that, a fair way behind, mind you, but does uh, make thought of that a kilo and a half better specials on the Ballarat program. Joel, let's start with you.
2: Yeah, well, I'm just repeating what I said last week about Imperial Hilton, who was scratched from the final event at Cranbourne. There was good money for him, too, in the lead up to the race, but they've elected to wait a week for Ballarat and they bump into the very promising Marabi. So I'm going to back my judgment here and go with Imperial Hilton and make him my best. Uh, as I said last week, he's a promising horse. He won his first two last prep, then didn't really have things go right at Caulfield. He's been given three trials into this, so I think he'd be rock hard fit, ready to. Rock and roll, and look, he's about eight, 8.50, so a little bit longer than last week. And obviously, I'll, I you know I think I'll look to save on the race by taking Quennell as exactors with Marabi, who does look smart and will be the one to beat. My um, value bet, a bit later in the day, uh, race nine, down towards the bottom, number 16, Lofty Star. Off a bit of a freshen, uh, this bloke. The stable's having a good run, Julius Sandu. And this bloke by Zoo Star, he won at Cranbourne, second up, and then took on thought of that, the aforementioned Galloper, back on September 25 at Sandown. And he sort of sat behind the pace there, thought of that, just took off and was just in a different class. And Lofty Star actually sort of battled away quite well. He says he's beaten 7.4 lengths, but he was sort of in a clump there with, you know, third, fourth, fifth. So he wasn't beaten too far from them. After the claim, gets down to 54, gets the inside gate. As I said, the stable's going well. He's about 30 to one, so I'll check a couple of dollars his way.
1: My best up in race number two. She's a filly that hasn't had much luck. or must go right this preparation. It's decent rain. Dissident um, filly. She had um, none of it at Flemington at four hundred meters during Cup Week last start. Thought she was quite good at Sydney behind Fan, Fangirl, and she should have finished closer to that that horse at Sydney. Um, Fangirl, of course, coming out the Frank Deform impressive winner in the Carbine Club. Um, so she just needs a touch of luck, decent rain. I think she can get it. Um, she'll be hard to hold out. She's going well in some stronger races and finds a nice one. Here, finds a nice one here down at fifty-five kilos. I think hardest to beat all day at Ballarat on a tough on a tough day. So race two seven, my best. The value comes up in race six. Uh, horse resuming for the Price Kent Junior Stable. Proper Rogue. Um, he's an excellent fresh horse. Yet to miss the Quinella in, in three first up runs. Recent jump out at Mortlake was very good. Settled midfield there and sort of given a, a rev up on the top of the straight and um, really responded well. Hit the line strongly into third there. Thought it was a nice piece of work. Um, look, I, I thought it was over the odds in this. Um, and I think uh, horse that proved fresh off a nice jump out. Um, certainly well over the odds at two, uh, 21 to 1. So proper rogue, my value. Race 6, number 1.
0: Uh, I'm with Daniel uh, on... The best, which is uh, mine, is Decent Rain, which is race two, number seven. And uh, my value bet at any old price is uh, race nine, number 10, the Bob Donut train to Tunker just coming out of that uh, our Playboy race at Flemington, the form frank from that. And uh, it just seems to me that benchmark 78, race nine, is uh, sort of a race that anything could win to Tunker. Won't mind if... The forecast rain arrives on Friday. Kembla Grange is the venue for uh, New South Wales Metro Racing on Saturday, and the big event is the Gong. And there is another um, another uh, feature event, the three hundred thousand dollars sprint, which we'll start off with, which is race seven. It's the traffic logistics, of the Warra. And uh, this is a 1,000-metre handicap, as I mentioned, worth 300,000. Joel, what did you like here?
2: Yeah, I've got the favourite on top, number three, Melkovich. He's been well-backed in early markets. He's been beaten both runs this time in, but both runs have been good. Second, in the Caulfield sprint behind Oxley Road, and then down the straight, just no match late for Hal Vorsum, who uh, sort of was turning back the clock a little bit. But it was a pretty good run down the straight. I think back around a corner, he's got the inside gate. He can uh, push up and I would say hold the lead. There's a bit of pace here. A uh, space boy will definitely come across and try and test him. But I think he can take the city. He's versatile enough to do that. And he's got the right person on board, James McDonald. So I think he's the one to beat. I think four pandemics the saver at about $10. I think that's good odds because his first two runs back were very good coming from off the pace. And then not sure what happened down the straight there on Cup Day behind Quantico. He was hard in the market, but just... Uh, didn't really do much maybe it was the straight track so back around a bend he's going to be ducking and weaving from inside gate and needing the brakes to to get there but uh, if they overdo it up front he'll be the one charging one 11 11 i'm not sure about him coming back to a thousand but in saying that he's three from four at the distance i just think at where he's at, at this stage in life i just thought he was looking to progress up further in trip but in any case it was a good return and he's smart enough to include and 11 space boy i will put him in he's back on the radar now it was a good run at ranwick last time out uh, usually when he finds some form, he holds it. He just often finds one better than him. Three on top from 4-1 and 11.
1: Yeah, Malkovich on top. I think that uh, Melbourne form um, early this spring reads well for this. He's got his chance up on the speed in both of those, but just um, run down late. And, of course, Oxy Road, pretty smart one first up. And then Helvorson, who loves a straight last start. But a around the bend, barrier one, um, to have this run to suit. you would thinking it'll be will hard be hard to run down. The six, um this mare was thought excellent first up at Eagle Farm, off uh, one trial and pretty solid first first up form. But thought she would sort of um wouldn't sort of ping like that first up. But she was far too good for a pretty handy field, a small field at on Cup Day at Eagle Farm. but pretty handy field in behind her, um, 53 and a half kilos and drawn nicely. She so can certainly. Make a presence felt here. One, uh, sorry, in for third, I've got the four pandemic. Um, I think back around to Ben will suit him. He's going well this time, I and mean, it had been going well prior to the fir- the, the, uh, the straight run last time. And in for fourth, two in oh, three, six, four, two.
0: The big race at Kembla on Saturday is race eight, the TAB Gong, 1600 meter quality. It is worth a million bucks, Joel. Yeah, well,
2: look, an interesting race. I think there's um, probably five or six serious winning chances. I think there's a bit of a tail to it, even though it's not a bad field. I think there's just a uh, you know five or six horses that stand out from the rest. The track conditions are really going to prove vital here, and certainly the way where I throw my main bet, um, I've got number one. I am Superman on top. I think he's the horse to beat, provided the track continues to dry. I think we're sort of on a soft six this uh, Thursday morning, with a dry day Thursday. Just the prediction of maybe some rain Saturdays, the query. If we don't get that and we're on a soft five at worst, then that'll be okay for him. He's a talented galloper. He's had the two runs back. Just had no luck in the classic legend. I thought he was a good roughie there. And I think if he gets clear, he runs third. He wouldn't have beaten Eduardo and, and probably wouldn't have got to lost and running. But I think with clear air, he would have run third. He's got a soft draw. He's the top weight as lost and running was last week. In the hunter, I think that's he's a deserved top weight. Getting to this trip third up, ready to win, but he does, yeah, he wouldn't want it much worse than soft five. I wouldn't have thought. I think eleven a tissue, and the market has already found her. I think she's the the big improver. I think already eleven into seven since Wednesday morning. She was very good in the Epsom, and then the Gold Needle. They put the blinkers on, and as can often happen, just she bombed the start, and from there she had no hope. She had a bit of a checkered passage in the straight. Still ran quite a good last 600 metres. If she jumps with them and can settle a bit closer, then she's the big improver. Uh, the local hope for Count the de Rupee dealt no favours at the barrier draw. But he's just in such good form. He really runs badly. He's got to run 1,600. I guess that's the one little query, but he was only nailed on the line and over 1,500 in the Golden Eagle, and that looks the right form. And three Arameo, I was with him in the Cantala. I thought he was a bit plain there. But his previous run when just tipped out in the Epsom was excellent. If he bounces back to that form, he's definitely a winning hope. One on top from 11, four and three.
1: Got 13 on top. Cry who doesn't have a jockey book this stage and has drawn 20 of 20. So um, whether he runs or not, not sure. I was keen on him last week. Um, wasn't able to get a start. His first emergency in that, in the Hunter. Uh, look, The wide draw, he'll go back anyway. Ken spot, a bit of a start, but some of his better form um, stacks up well for this. Um, he was in far, I think it over. Last preparation, um, solid with excuses first up, and he's run well in some good mile races um, in Sydney before. He's one for one at the track, uh, about 53.5 kilos. So if, he's, if he's in the race, he's got to be certainly included. Um, Cryderis, he's on top for me. I think he's got a bit of X factor. Four in next count, De Rupee. Um, he was excellent in the golden eagle just run down by one looks that looks you know a proper group one horse you know i'm thunderstruck but he was so brave a lovely ride from brock ryan that day we'll need to do something similar again from Barrier 17 give it every chance but um i think he's certainly a horse going places in the stable of quite a high opinion of him 11 a tissue been with quite a bit this preparation and um she's been running okay it's very strong races Back to 54 kilos and a better draw this time around. She can win. And one, I'm Superman in for fourth. 13-4-11-1.
0: Our specials at Kembla Grange. Joel, you are starting off with a former Kiwi who we are yet to see the best of in Australia, but you think uh, might be ready to come good. Yeah, well,
2: similar to uh, Imperial Hilton, was scratched last week, this girl, Tinker McPhee, race five, number five, if she goes around this Saturday. Uh, James McDonald was booked last week. He's on the stablemates mate's uh, Rose here, but here, uh, which Hugh Bowman rode last start, and he's on Tinker McPhee, so I can't work it out. But she is a, a talent. Um, she looked very smart in New Zealand, obviously snapped up by uh, her new owners here and sent to Chris Waller. Uh, yeah, we didn't see the best of her in that first uh, brief autumn prep. She was just completely outsped first up in a fast run race and then uh, pulled up lane when hanging off the track. And I think she did uh, maybe fracture a pelvis too in that Warwick Farm run. Uh, she's had a couple of trials, trialing up well. She gets a bit of luck from the gate. But I think she's going to progress to a better race than this. I'm um, Just taking a, a bit of a, a punt on her being ready first up and wound up, but at $8, I'm willing to do that. And my value bet is in a pretty deep benchmark 88 it's sort of a gong consolation i guess you could look at it because a lot of these were entered and a few of them are emergencies for the gong uh, so it's a pretty deep race six Kerwin's lane uh, he was entered for the gong but uh, never going to get a run just too far down the ratings i thought he was very good first up in the Golden cup no luck badly checked halfway up the straight and then finished off well second up last prep he beat ellsberg that's a very good form line Uh, He's up three kilos on that win in 88 grade, so he's going to need to have improved, but he's got a good gait. And, yeah, Tommy Berry to ride. I think he'll uh, give you a good side each
1: way. My best comes up in race four. uh, Al Buena for the Chris Wallace stable, which he'll be a horse that sort of does hope that rain comes. He's a better horse um, with this thing out of the track. And just first up, didn't sort of need the run there. He just might have found a couple a little bit too nippy, 1100 meters, but with that run under his belt, up to 1200 meters here, um, just since he's he has proven over, um, I think he can have the necessary improvement to, to win this at pretty backable price as well. So, if race four, six, my best, Kembler, the value comes up in race nine, Stablemate, wheelhouse, the five, um, pretty anti benchmark 88. On some of his better form, I think he's a better horse than this level. Um, looked home at Hawkesbury last start. Blue Soldiers got the better of him late. It was too tough. But now with that extra run under his belt, Wheelhouse, he can um, go one better here, I think. Uh, And he's sort of one, he can handle all conditions as well. So Wheelhouse third up, I think ready to peak. um, My value, race nine, five. They are racing on the Parks
0: track once again at Morfordville in Adelaide. And, Daniel, for your best, you are going with the powerful Adelaide combination of Tony and Calvin McAvoy and Baron Forster.
1: Yeah, Toys on Fire in race four, horse three. Um, she had a pretty good campaign. The, the dominant win first up, the Syntho, was, um, was impressive, a seven-length win there. And then second up in a pretty decent form race at Bendigo. She did a bit of work early to find a spot up on the speed in a Phillies and man's benchmark 70. She's run well, only finished um, two lengths of Flying Mascot. Who came out and Frank the form with a really dominant win in town on Cox Plate Day. Um, Third up, last start, Toys on Fire. Just the race shape was against. She was back and wide at Mornington, over 1,200 metres, not the place to be at that track, and she was just unable to sort of um, threaten there. But she did did run on quite well and was good through the line. Finds a nice race back here uh, in Adelaide, um, drawn ideally. Uh, uh, match together the the, the ideal run just off the speed Um, and I think she should be um, getting the job done toys on fire pretty keen race four number three the value for me comes up in uh, the last skilled bunch um, here fourth up Uh, really like the win at Narrow Court two back quite impressive there was able to get the clear air and and just run away with it and then last start a little bit of work to do but she just missed um, an informed one in Lil Hank, um, here fourth, I think, ready, ready to peak. Skilled bunch. Um, quite a bit of upside, this horse, I think. he's uh, pretty. She's pretty likely raced, but um, seems to be going places. So race nine, number five, the value in Adelaide.
0: All righty, as we mentioned earlier, Sunshine Coast, the venue for Queensland Metropolitan Racing on Saturday, and the main race is race seven. It is the Wharf malulabar Swiss Ace Plate. 1,000 metres, set weights and penalties. And uh, as befitting a race at the start of a carnival, nine of the 11 are resuming. Also got Kyle Lisi in there as a uh, backstop. Daniel against uh, there being a wet track at Kembla Grange. Does have a jockey now in Jaden Lloyd. And then the other one is Wisdom of Water. So uh, which way did you go with uh, all
1: these first uppers? I'd have gone zoo style on top. Yeah. You did mention the nine of the 11 first uppers, but most of them are very good fresh horses Um, zoo style. One of those, he's hasn't been seen on a race day since September of last year. Um, Won easily at the gold coast there with the big weights. Um, It's very talented golding. The recent jump outs and trials indicate he um, will present here in pretty good order. Um, And very good first up form four or six, as I mentioned before, um, Looks, well, looks the one to beat, I think, on on, um, on sort of exposed form, as I said earlier in the, uh, at the start of the the podcast. He's been running in some pretty decent listed and sort of stakes races in Sydney and uh, Melbourne and, and measuring up against some really good horses. So uh, back to his best. He'll be hard to run down. Um, it is a pretty decent race. There's a few others with chances. I think Totally Charm, the seven, is one that has to go in um, all exotics and quaddies and um, has to be worth it. maybe a little bit of an each-way bet as well. It's sort of 20 to one. He's flies fresh, four or six as well. And his form of the Sunshine Coast is excellent. Um, really does the best work here. That big, long track sort of suits him. Can get, get back and run on. And that's what he'll likely to do here. Um, I think he's certainly the one over the odds. Shooting for gold the well, stable mate, looks a bit of a potential star in Queensland. He's won his last three. He's won seven of 11 and um, really worked through the grades nicely. Last preparation. Uh, recent trial win was a, was quite impressive. And in for fourth, we got the eight, the move. Another, obviously, building a very good record for a all-conquering Tony Golan stable. Um, Steph Thornton, I think, had the choice of a few of these to ride, including a couple of those O'Day horse runners, and she's lent the way of the move. So it's a little, I guess, it might be a little bit of a um, follow there. But yeah, plenty of these were chances. But Zoo style, I think, hardest to beat. Two, seven, four, and eight.
0: And your best comes up earlier on the program race three number three neutron.
1: That's right. Touch the query with him. Is he hasn't run eighteen hundred meters before, but is the way he's finished off over sixteen hundred meters. I think to me um, indicates he should be able to to run it out. He gets a soft run here in behind the speed, drawn nicely in barrier one. So drawn to do no work and should have plenty to offer in the straight. Um, his form is just better than these. Simply put, really and. I think if he can handle that trip, um, he'll be really hard to beat Neutron. So, race three, number three, my best. The value comes up in race nine, um, acrobatic. I think going really well this horse, especially over 1,200 metres. Um, in a stronger race last start, almost pinched that contest there. It was run down by Tycoon Evie. I think Tycoon Evie goes close to starting a um, sort of an even-money favourite in a, in a field like this. So acrobatics around double-figure odds at the moment. So well over the odds. Um, and James Orman knows them quite well. So he's my best value in the get-out stakes. Race nine, number three.
0: Joel, any thoughts on the Sunshine Coast?
1: Yeah, I don't mind that meeting. A uh, couple there
2: I fancied, and the odds are already shortened on a couple of them in particular. Race one, all the rage, number eight, Honeypot off a good trial win, but uh, I like number two in Vinovich, and $11 has already been snapped up about him. I see he's into $5, so I was a bit slow there, but uh, I think he's very smart, the local. I think he'll give uh, the Philly honeypot plenty to think about. Uh, I like race three, number 11, Quiet Michael, who's uh, had a bit of specking too already at, at big odds. He's ready to improve. He's had the two runs back. I think a big track and up in distance is uh, really going to suit him third up. And my old favourite, race six, number one, Miss Hipstar. I'm surprised she's not favourite. And needing $6. Uh, she was a winner this course and distance when they freshened her up off some strong races at the back end of last prep. And she paid $6 and she gets in with half a kilo less. So I'll be following uh, following up
0: with her on Saturday. All righty. Across the Nullarbor, they are racing at Ascot for the first day of the Perth Masters, highlighted, of course, by the Group 1 Railway Stakes. Uh that's the second leg of the quad. We'll start uh, – we'll take a look at the first leg, and that is the Sky Racing WA Guineas. Group 2 set weights for three-year-olds over 1,600 metres. Joel, what did you think here?
2: Yeah, well, I've gone against uh, the favourite of Granter Alana Williams and, and William Pike, number 13, Treasured Star. I've got her in for second. She's, I think, second favourite for the Kingston Town. So, um, obviously, a lot of people think she'll win this and go into that race. But I've gone with the 10th, Bazoom, who is another filly. She's had the run at the mile. She ran in the champion fillies last week and ran second behind Search and Rocks. I thought it was a good effort coming from off midfield. I just think with that mile run under the belt, I'm going to lean her away from Treasured Star, who missed that race and comes out of the Burgess Queen, where she was unplaced behind Bazoom, but certainly a very good run, gets the blinkers on for the first time. Uh, So she's going to be hard to beat. I thought two, it's a Ray Day, probably the best of the boys. He's won three out of four, strong win in the fair ether, gets the inside gate. He'll be making his own luck just behind the pace. And seven, next best devoted, uh, the lesser fancied of the Peters runners. But didn't think uh, his form was all that bad. He comes through that fair ether uh, where he was beaten less than two lengths and he gets a soft draw for Yule to ride. So he might be the value. Ten from 13, two and seven.
1: With the 13 on top, treasured star. The two wins, first and second up, were excellence. Um, did what was expected her expected to do. And then last start, just no luck in Elicitorate the Burgess Queen. Um, looks quality filly in 1,600 metres. Will certainly suit her. One that I thought was uh, well over the odds is the 12 Champagne Dame. Um, she maps as the only leader in the race, really. And should should be able to lead this quite easily from the, the middle draw. I thought she ran really well um, in a group three last start when rising to 1,600 metres. Had a bit of support there, um, some late support there. And she's run third at a, at a big price, sticking on well. I think she can give a bit of cheek as well, up on the speed here. Um, so I thought it was a good rough in the race of 12. Um, seven devoted. The other Williams runner looks um, looks like he's going to relish the rise to 1,600 metres. And then for fourth, we've got the two. It's a ray day. 13,
0: 12, seven, 2. Now, a man in Perth, BJ Ryan, also with the 13, Treasure Star, in fact, made it his best of the day from two. It's a Ray Day. 10, Bazoom, and seven, Devoted. The big one is race eight. Second leg of the quaddy, Heineken 3, Railway Stakes, 1,600 meet handicap, worth a million bucks, and red-hot favourite in Western Empire. Joel?
2: Yeah, and I'm not tipping against the favourite on this one. Uh, I think... He just needs to turn up in the form that he won the Asian bow. Obviously, there's a few more rivals here and a couple of different form lines. But, uh, gee, that was just impressive. He looked looked like a bit of a track gallop when he joined in at the 300 and just put them away with ease. Gets in with 53 kilos. Um, He's probably not a real stayer, but they put him on that path as a three-year-old. And he he sort of swept all those middle-distance three-year-old races culminating in the derby win. But uh, back as, you know, aiming, uh, I guess, as a a miler here, um, he looked very sharp first up. So he's the one to beat. I've got a couple jumping from wide barriers in next best. One, Road, who, obviously a smart sprinter, but uh, they've been trying him over the longer trips in the last six or so months. He won over a mile back in June. He's in good form. He'll press forward from that wide gate. And if he can get a a couple of cheap sectionals, I think he'll give a bit of a sight. Six comfort me is a bit of an up and comer, shocking gait, but again, he'll probably press forward. He, he can race on the speed, he's coming through the grades. He drops from 60 and a half down to 53. I thought there was still a bit of upside about him. And in for fourth, number 10, the mayor, kiss on all four cheeks, who led against her normal pattern in the Asian bow and weakened. She started even money there against Western Empire. So she's obviously a talent, and she bounced back to win the Peters last week, ridden bit more conservatively from the inside gate, which no doubt they'll employ those tactics on Saturday. And if she gets the breaks, she can certainly be uh, very close up at the finish. But 16 on top from 1, 6, and 10.
1: Yep, Western Empire on top. A bit in the handicap with 53 kilos on his back. and um, That win first up, which is hard to ignore the way he did it there. It was super impressive. 1,600-metre win earlier in the year was excellent over the... <clears throat> At a listed ra- in a listed race, um, it really looks hard to beat. Uh, probably at unbackable odds now, but clear on top of here. Thought dance music, the four, was one um, at odds, has to be worth the, uh, worth the bet. I think in each way I bet, she's super consistent mare, um, seldom misses the sort of top three or four. She's looking for 1600 metres now. First, that win at 400 metres is an excellent, tough win there, and then uh, might have been looking for that sort of longer trip second up. She gets it here. Um, She's a good steer from the wide draw, but I think she'll certainly be thereabouts. So she can get some luck in running. Valor Road, the uh, stable in next. Joel touched on one a 1600 metre race in June. Running over the top of Dance Music, in fact. I ran the Quinella in that race. In for fourth, I have the 10, Kiss on All Four Cheeks. My number 16 on top of four, one, and 10. And
0: BJ makes it unanimous for Western Empire to beat Kissing All Four Cheeks, Comfort Me and Notorious 1, 16, 10, 6 and 12. I mentioned BJ's best was race 7, number 13, Treasured Star, his value bet, race 4, number 3, Pro Consent. The other stakes races, uh, the Placid Arc stakes race 5, he likes 6, Flying Missile, to beat 11, Sparkling Blue, 3, Lua and 9, Ponyo. In race six, which is the Carbine Club of WBA Stakes, uh, BJ likes ten Hot Z to beat eleven Son of a God, seven Vital Silver and one Nerf Bosque. And in race nine, which is the Jungle Mist Classic, he likes eleven Angelic Mist to beat nine Bright Diamond, six She's a Charmer and four Sean Talk. Earlier in the day, across the Tasman, Joel. It is uh, Counties Cup Day this year at Tarapa. Yes,
2: indeed, with uh, still all the, a lot of the restrictions up north. Pukakoe, um and Ellerslie have been out of action. Pukakoi did have a meeting last week, but it was just for, I think that was only eight-horse fields. It was just for the local contingent. So, yeah, Tarapa holds uh, what is a pretty strong meeting, too. Um, even the, the races that aren't stakes races, there's a lot of depth to them. So it's a really good card. Uh, I'm making my best race for number 10, Sam I am Susie, for the Dr. Seuss fans. Uh, this is a really interesting runner. Haven't seen her since May 2020. Um, I followed her in those two runs in Sydney. She trialed really well. She had no luck on debut and then went to Canterbury and won and beat Ballistic Lover, subsequent stakes performer. Obviously had her issues because, as I said, she's been off the scene a long time, but she's owned in New Zealand by Trelawney Stud, and they've sent her back home with Tony Pike. Her two recent trials, the latest was in a strong heat, have been very good. I think she's wound up to win. She's going to get to a better level than benchmark 65. I guess the market will tell the story, but um, as long as she's not a huge drifter, I think she's the one to be with. My value bet is a bit earlier. Race two, number nine, Fontaine. They went forward last time against her normal pattern. She was still in front at the 200 and got swamped, hoping they ride her a bit more conservatively here. She's got a wide gate. So hopefully they employ the previous tactics where she was getting home very strongly in, in all of her runs. I think she's a good bet each way in in quite a difficult field. But, uh, yeah, as I said, it's quite a good card there. Awapuni is the other program uh, coming from New Zealand on Saturday. My best is race five, number two, Skyfighter. Said the two runs back from a spell. He went 1,300 to 2,100 last start and just looked in need of the run. He's third up here at 2,200. Very well placed on some of his black-type form last prep. He was placed in the St. Ledger and uh, fourth in the Group 2 Awapuni Gold Cup. Uh, this track and trip. So he's well placed third up to return to the winner's stall. And my value bet's in the maiden race one, number four, over again. What ran quite well on debut for third in a small field and then just never really had much go right last time. Blundered at the start, nearly fell, then over raced and found a bit of bother. Actually worked to the line quite well considering. So if he gets uh, a bit more
0: luck in running, he can be an improver at odds. That wraps up a big Saturday of racing around Australasia. Brings us to our best twenty dollars bet of the weekend: lazy lobsters. Lazy lobsters.
1: Lazy lobsters.
0: Well, a bit of a tale of woe last week. I went each way, Belle Placer, when she was thirteen dollars, and then she's ended up being running third and paying a dollar fifty to place. So I think just the wetter it got, the better her chances uh, seemed to be. So no value there. Uh, Joel, your Imperial Hilton was scratched, of course, and uh, Comfort Girl, Daniel, uh, just missed. Yeah,
1: uh, wide run, pretty brave effort, I thought. But um, yeah, just had a chance, seen at the end, but winner too good. All
0: right, well, I have not made a profit with this. I had a uh, decent run for a few weeks there, but I haven't made a profit for about five weeks. So I am going back to the formula that is tried and true, and that is my uh, best bet in Melbourne when it's nice and early on the card. There's uh, no problems with the track and uh, there's smaller fields, so uh, less can go wrong. And the horse that I speak of is Ballarat Race 2, number seven. Decent rain, Joel?
2: Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll butter up again from last week and make it Imperial Hilton. A um, little bit worried about Marabi, but uh, I think we're getting good odds about a, a pretty handy horse. So we'll make it race six, number three at Ballarat.
1: Yeah, I'll go to Melbourne, but I won't go to a, a. We covered. I'll go to the Valley Friday night. I think Perfect World in race two will be really hard to beat.
0: Excellent. All right. Well, uh, have a great weekend, everybody. Enjoy your uh, extended freedoms as uh, those of us who. Uh, Still under restrictions. They are being lifted as we hit those magnificent vaccination rates. Back plenty of winners, and we'll talk to you next week on the preview podcast.